Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to the king of all kings podcast. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Carraway and Jason Jones. We get right into it, man. We getting right into it, man. We podding out here. We podding. J Street Vibes. Kenny Carraway, ESPN 1320. D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320. I set that up the wrong way. Don't mind me, though. You know, I'm, I'm distraught. I'm a, I'm, a little, I'm a little rattled like the Kings were rattled out there tonight. Uh, we got my main man, Jason Jones of The Athletic. Once again, it's J Street Vibes. Uh, we podding after a Kings loss tonight. We haven't said that too many times as of late, but... Yeah, man, the Kings took the L tonight. Wasn't even really close, man. 113-95 to the hands of the Toronto Raptors, at the hands of the Toronto Raptors. And, uh, you know, we'll get right into talking about that game right now. There's some other things, you know, I, I want to touch on, but we'll talk about that game right now. Jason, that was just that was just a beatdown. That was just a beatdown. That's all that's the, that Stone Cold would say, ain't nothing more I can say about it. <laughs> just a beatdown. They went to the learning tree tonight. I mean, yeah. I mean, just that was a defensive clinic by Toronto. Mm. The way they mixed up that zone, the way they made life hell for Sabonis in the paint, Oof. the way they clogged up. I mean, that was just a clinic. Yeah. And when I, as I watched the game, I start, I just kind of thought, this is exactly what they're going to see in the postseason. Mm. Teams aren't going to let you do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, obviously that's me assuming they're going to be in, but that's what you got to prepare for. You know, the good teams know you're going to take away my first, second, even third option. What do you do? I mean, and I thought, I mean, Toronto showed a bit of this in that game up there, you know, up across the border, but the Kings got hot. But, you know, they didn't get hot tonight. No. They didn't get hot. Turnovers, you know, just all those things we talk about that can lead to a loss for them and, for them to have less than a hundred, you know they had a rough night. Yeah, yeah. And you know the the thing about it, to be honest with you, Jason, is I know we do these shows, we got content, you know, we analyze the games and things of that nature. And and I agree with you. You know, you're going to see a little bit of this in the playoffs. You know, I'm not disputing that at all. But I mean, come on, man, these things happen. The Kings, the Kings haven't played a game this bad uh, offensively. And been you know the you know kind of bullied a little bit on the defensive end. This hasn't happened in like a month. And I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it for you. I guess I've spent a lot of time on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> the game is over. But they they haven't they haven't played a game like this in a month, man. 
Like they've they've been scoring 120 against playoff teams, against bad teams, against everybody. I mean, Toronto is a team that, yeah, they have playoff experience, but it is a team that is 22 and 27 right now. You would classify them as an average or below average team. Mm-hmm. The Kings played against teams like that. They've scored 120. It's a night. It happens. It happens. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 if if this is something that continues for a week or two, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll feel different. But you know, 82 games in the NBA, you're gonna have off nights. You're gonna have times when another team is just locked in uh, on the defensive end, and that's what we saw tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's one of 82. It's not like oh, my God, we need to have a sit-down about what's wrong with them. I mean, <laughs> you know, th- these are the type of things that are going to bother them. I mean, to me, when they, they have an off-night shooting, mm-hmm. th- this is going to happen because they're not going to hold a team to – they're not going to win many 95-94 games. Right. right. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, you look at the, what they gave up in total, it's not too far from what they normally give up. It's just they didn't score. And more nights than not, they're going to score. Mm-hmm. And so I, I wouldn't, you know, make this to be out, you know, let's go. I don't think anyone went into the press conference and questioned, you know, Mike Brown's acumen or the heart of De'Aaron or the durability or the toughness of, of, of Domas. I mean, I don't think it's anything like that. Yeah. You got to take this thing in totality. And in totality, it's one game. And mm-hmm. like you said, if this, if this went on for three weeks, Okay, now it's time to go. Oh my God, what's going on? But I think they've got what twenty-seven wins. Yeah, yeah so, I mean, games over five hundred. Yeah, it's January twenty-fifth. Yeah, more times than not, it's worked for them. So, yeah, man. You know, like I said, I just, I just think big picture, which is what I'm not used to doing with this team. <laughs> I'm not used to going. Okay, what happens if the Kings see this in late April? I mean, right. I'm like usually I'm like April. That's time, getting time for the combine. You know, but right, the possibility right. is real that this, you know, because my boy Sam Amick pointed out, yeah, they're right there in three, but they're a bad losing streak from being 10. Yeah, they, I mean, they are, but like I always say, Chase, like this, this is the other thing I always say about that. Like the other team's got to win too, and ain't nobody winning. Like they yeah. have yeah, a yeah. week and yeah. a half, and nobody's winning. So it might yeah. not, like they probably wouldn't even go down to five if they had a bad week and a half. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, you don't want to find that out. No, but, you I know, not. Let me, well, this is kind of a wood table. Let me knock on that. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Kenny Carraway said he wants to see the Kings have a bad 10 days and see what happens in the standings just to test it out. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, like I said, these things happen. You know, it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, it's not, you know, if you want to kind of expand it, they've lost two or three. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to kind of take, you know, if you want to use that for a reason to be like, are you worried? But I mean, even the games they lost, they lost for the reasons they lose games. Yeah. Somebody well, look, someone, they and, can't contain someone. And then if you want to expand it even further, because, you know, we we can all we just play with numbers. They're like seven and three in their last 10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What they win six in a row. So they won six in a row. They were what? Uh, seven of nine in their last or excuse me seven and two in their last nine like yeah as my it, old as my old buddy warren sack used to say back in the raiders day i can make a stat mean whatever i want it to mean right, right. and i can say they've lost two out of three you can say well they won seven of not i mean hey you, you, know, 
You know, the thing. Have, I mean, they, 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 Toronto does have a, a couple of guys who have championship rings on the other side. Mm-hmm. And they got Great a coach that doesn't want a championship. Yeah. And they got two guys who have been all-stars. Mm-hmm. And they got our friend Rico Hines. Not that Rico's calling Rico. plays, but, you know. <laughs> Shout out Rico. Shout out Rico. Got them boy. He had Pascal Siakam ready. I know that much. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's who he worked with. So he yeah. had him ready. But, um, you know, the thing that bothered me the most about uh, about tonight um, was I just thought they played soft on the offense. Yeah. They were soft with the ball. Um, they were careless with the basketball. And I, I, Tor- Toronto played good defense in itself. Like, I think they're a team that poses problems for the Kings and could it should, in theory, pose problems for a lot of people with their length and their, and their yeah. size. But um, even outside of that, I just thought the Kings played soft with the ball. And that, that was frustrating to see. Then on offense, I just thought they let Toronto push them around. Mm-hmm. They let Toronto push them around, get what they wanted, have their way with them. And, you know, Toronto has, you know, they have good length, or, you know, one through five. I mean, it feels like Van Vliet's their only, like, little guy. <laughs> right. You know, but they, you know, like I said, Nick Nurse is a hell of a coach. They mm-hmm. run their, you know, and and one thing is uh, you, you've seen them during the year. They've had times where they've struggled to score. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you play the Kings, odds are you're not going to struggle to score. You're going to have some opportunities. Yeah, they're going to, you know, and, and, you know, and once the team gets rolling, you know, once they got rolling in that second quarter, it just didn't stop. Mm. And they just, got aggressive in the fourth defensively. You know, I started seeing some, tra- you know, a little more aggression, you know, on the defensive end. But by then, Toronto got up twenty. Yeah, man, they just played soft, man. That's that's what that's why they they just played soft. They played sloppy. So Toronto was physical with them, and, and the and the Kings were you know, fumbling all over themselves. You know, they were tripping and, oh, they're pushing me. And, you know, I, I'm off balance. And, I, like, come on, be strong. Yeah. Be <laughs> strong with what you're doing. That's yeah, what they did in Toronto. Like like you mentioned, I think Toronto did a lot of the same stuff when they played them the first time. But the Kings were – they were strong with the Rock on the offensive end. And they were able yeah. to battle through that. They didn't do that tonight. I'm thinking about a play where at the top of the key, Kevin Herter's dribbling just falls down like you're looking for yeah, a call. Like, like, you're not getting the call. Get up. You're not getting the call. Get up. I'm like, man, you fell down. Get up. I'm <laughs> giving you a call when you down it. You know, we talk a lot about, you know, when you're not getting the call. You're not getting that call when Toronto's been the aggressor the entire game. All right. You know, you got you got you got to be tough. You got to, you know, you say you want you you want to get ready for that time of, of the year, you know, in April when the games really really matter. Mm-hmm. You know, best of seven. Mm-hmm. This is what you're gonna see. So, like I said, I think it's a, it's it's good for them to get that reminder of you know what we got to be tough with the ball all the time. We yeah. can't let them just punch us in the mouth every time. We got to hit first. Yeah. And, and, mm, okay, my bad. My bad. And, said, and at some point. You can't wait till the fourth quarter to make a team uncomfortable defensively. Mm. You might want to play a little defense in the first half mm-hmm. because I mean they've, they've been able to get away with it a lot, but there's going to be nights like this where once Pascal Siakam, my man Boucher, was cooking. Uh, Boucher, I'll, t- I'll talk about him in a second. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, they, you know, and like I said, Van Vliet, the professional scorer. Mm-hmm. Gonna find a way to get the you know you know get the get the ball in the hoop. So once those, once those guys are rolling, and it's always tougher too. I mean, you could say you expect Siakam and Fred and Fred to do their thing. When you get a guy like a Boucher come in and you know 
hitting you for like 12, 14 in the first half. Mm. That that just means they're too com- to me. That means they're too comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 like I said, all these things they go a couple of different ways, right? Because it's like the the Kings were soft tonight against a tough team like Toronto. They were soft. There's there's no way around it. But Memphis is a tough team. <laughs> they weren't soft against Memphis. Like they, you know, I know Stephen Adams and John Morant. John Morant's not even like a defensive stalwart, so it's not like. He would have made a difference defensively. So you think you're talking really Steven Adams, but I mean that whole team is tough. And 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 the Kings were able to respond there. It, you know, it's just one of them nights. That's what I kind of keep coming back to. It was a bad night. It was a bad performance uh by the Kings. It's not indicative or an indictment on who they are as a team and who they're gonna be moving forward. But tonight was a bad night. There's no way around it. They got so they, it out, they got their ass beat tonight. But you know what, though, after what I watched tonight, they got to revoke Monty's extension. <laughs> Clearly, he doesn't know what he's doing, you know. I hope they can get out this Mike Brown deal and get off of De'Aaron or something. I mean, you can't have this. I mean, you got – this is ridiculous. I mean, what are they doing out there losing a game? What are they doing? I mean, come on now. Come on now. Yeah, that can't, that can't happen. But I do – I. Well, let's take a quick break because when I come back, I want to talk about Monty's job and not necessarily the, you know, extension or anything, but does he have work to do? I got some thoughts on that. I got some thoughts on that. We'll talk about that when I come back. This is Jason Jones of The Athletic. Athletic. It's Kenny Carraway of D-Lo and Casey on ESPN 1320. It's J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. Before history is written... It's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back here on J Street Vibes, Kenny Carraway, Jason Jones, uh, giving you all the vibes. We were, we were sitting here talking at the beginning about um, the Kings' one, what was it, one thirteen ninety five loss to the Toronto Raptors. Just a disappointment. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Yeah, unacceptable. It, was, it was disappointing to see. No, no beam was lit. You know, no, no beam. You know, it's the saddest place in the world. I don't know if you ex- experience when there's no being lit, like going to a Kings game and it's a loss. Oh, it's so sad, Jason. Like people really walk around Doko aimlessly, just upset. So. The beam is a source of energy for all. If there's no beam, what do you do? Yeah, everybody was upset uh, tonight at the Golden One Center. But people were also upset on Kings Twitter. And, you know, I, I, I went to Kings Twitter and I was – you know, it's like, man, you know, just saying what it was, man. The Kings got, they got beat up. They got beat up. They lost, they lost on uh, 
uh, on what was this Wednesday night. You know, there's no doubt about that. But you know, you take it. You know, you lost. You take it. You move on. People were losing it. They were like, "This is why we need to make a trade." And you know, they need to go get out, get somebody like Mason Plumley. And this team, they've got holes. And that, and I'm just sitting here like, "Yo, what the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about?" Like I said, this team hasn't really played bad basketball in a month. All right, they 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 lose a game. They lose a game. It's not a good look. And now we need to make a move. No, we don't need to make a move. Here's what I say, Jason. If there's a if there's a move that you can make that um that works out, like Alex Lynn, um, I don't know, two second rounders, whatever, you can go get Mason Plumley. Sure, whatever. Like I'm not really tripping off that. If you can do it, do what you gotta do. But if you don't do it, you're fine. I don't think Mason, moral of the story, I don't think Mason Plumley is the difference between the Kings uh, being a fourth seed and being a 10th seed. I, I don't. <laughs> Mason Plumley is not. See, here's my thing, number one. This is why I don't be on Twitter like that. <laughs> because I swear I hate the fact that the ESPN trade machine was ever created. Because <laughs> for years I was sent things like, why can't they do this? I'm like, you do realize the other team has to want to do that? <laughs> And it'd always be like, here go four players we don't want for like an all-star. It's like, why? <laughs> like, it makes no sense. It's, you know, and why do they want Mason Plumley so bad? Well, I mean, Mason Plumley, he's a, a rim protector, um, a rebounder, gives you some toughness. Like, he, Mason Plumley's cool. I think he'd be a good addition to the team. Like, it's all good. But, I mean, like I said, that's not the difference between – the Kings, like I said, being in the playoffs and being in the plan. He absolutely not. And this is why I keep telling people. You go get Mason, because that's the that's the move you're talking about making. You go get somebody like Mason Plumley. You're talking about a guy that's playing 12 to 14 minutes max and will never be in the game in the final six minutes of the game. I'm not saying he can't help and he can't contribute, but that that is not somebody that's going to make or break your season. It's just not. That is not like, a, you know why we lost to Toronto tonight? If they had Mason Plumley, no. And that's not fair to Mason Plumley. Right. I'm not, I mean, I, I, I've, you know, I, you know, I have my thing with Duke guys, you know, I've put, you know, I've, you know, I've had an issue with Duke since the early nineties, late eighties, early nineties, since they, you know, I've had my issues with all their players just about after what they did to my to my man Jamal Mashburn as a kid hurt my heart. What well, they did to UNLV broke my heart. What they did to the Fab Five, they are, yeah, they, they've hurt me multiple times. <laughs> but I'm like, and I remember that year when the when uh, Portland made it to the conference finals against the Warriors, and every time Mason Plumley got near the rim, I swear he jumped and threw the ball back out. <laughs> I'm like, it, okay, either I'm just catching the wrong game or are you a seven-footer who's athletic, who likes to jump and turn his back to the basket and throw the ball out? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to judge Mason just on that one series, but I just can't see. I'm always fascinated by the person or the player that people always believe that's the guy we got to have. A lot of times the guy you're fixated on isn't the guy you even need. Mm. And mm. 
you trust the guy who you just gave a, a three-year extension to to know what you need. Right. right. And I, I mean, we talked about backup center all year, but the fact is you get down the stretch, Domas is playing 38, 40 minutes. Right. You know, now if you're going to say you're going to get, I don't know, we're going to get me another defensive wing. Okay, that sounds cool, but even then, you're not cutting Harrison's minutes. No. You're still playing Keegan. Yeah. I mean, anything that they're looking at, to me, has to be like a just a, a piece for depth. You're not giving up as, unless it's a blockbuster move. Right. You're not giving up assets to get in a to get a tenth man. Right. right. I mean, you're just not doing that. You're. I mean, if if it's like a no brainer move, like we can just get off a contract that's expiring. But I mean, there's there's only going to be so many deals like uh the one the Lakers pulled for Rui Hachimura where. You have an expiring deal. They have a player that's not a part. You're not going to see a lot of those plans for like a young guy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, you know, I think the Kings should be content unless you get a blockbuster offer, you know, get, you know, get past the deadline. If you don't make a move, see who gets bought out. Mm -hmm. Find some guys on a 10 day, you know, unlike past years, a guy might get bought out and actually want to come to Sacramento. Mm Mm-hmm. So there's no need to you know overreact and start going. You know, I mean, you're gonna drive yourself crazy that they, every time they lose a game, got to trade this guy, got to trade that guy. No, you don't. No. I, I just think they got to be smart. That they got to where they are now with smart moves. Right. You know, the Halliburton move proved to be a smart move for him. The Herder move, the Bagley move, because you ended up with Trey Lyles in it. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've made. You know, money ain't missed lately. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. There's no need to act like if you make this move. I mean, if you're going to make a move that makes you like a championship contender, I can see it. Right. But a, a guy you're going to bring in to be the 10th man is not going to all of a sudden turn you into the Denver Nuggets or the Boston Celtics. Right. You're, and, it's not going to happen. And, 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 the, and the, the moves you talk about to make to turn you into a championship contender if you got to make it, you can make it. But now you're talking about, all right, Harrison's gone. Keegan's probably gone. Davian, like that, that's the, the, the type of deal you're looking at. When you talk about Mason Plumley or a guy that you mentioned earlier, who I like, like I, I'd love to see here in Chris Boucher. Like I, I really like his game as a backup center. Like that's once again, I can't get over the fact I'm not saying it doesn't matter because Trey Lyles played a great game the other day. Davion does good. Malik Monk does great off the bench. You know, like, there, there are guys off the bench that contribute to winning in a major way. But it, Mason Plumley, this that's the guy that's always gets brought up. And James Ham talks about him a lot. I understand the value of my, Mason Plumley. I would like him on the Kings. I would like him on the Kings. I'm not saying don't get him. I'd like him on the Kings. I'm just telling you, you're talking about a guy and you mentioned it with Sabonis' moments. You're talking about a guy, uh, minute, excuse me. You're talking about a guy, Mason Plumley, who's playing 12 to 14 minutes a night. And he's never, I repeat, he's never playing in the last six minutes of a close game. So what, what are we talking about? Yeah, 49 games this year in 28 minutes, about 12, basically 12 points and 10 boards. Sounds great. Sounds wonderful. That That's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But where is he going to play? Where is he going to get 28 minutes on this team? Ain't happening. You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to put him at the four next to Sabonis? You and, know, are you going to and, and, and Keegan Murray? 
<laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Are you going to then ask, you know, Sabonis, who is not exactly Akeem Olajuwon or Dikembe Mutombo, to now play out, you know, yeah, he had success in, in Indiana because he had a Miles Turner next to him. But are you really going to do that? No. And I, I mean, that would, be, that would be the only way you would be able to do a move like that because now you can play Plumlee minutes. But mm-hmm. like I said, you're going to sit Harrison? Are you going to make your already shaky defense even worse by playing two bigs? Hmm. I mean, Toronto was trying to put Domas in the pick and roll tonight. Right. So, I mean, what are you going to, you know, you know, it's one thing him have to switch off a five man on in a pick and roll. You're going to ask Domas to switch off a four. What if you play, I don't know, say, I, I just watched the game, you play the Lakers and they're using LeBron at the four. Hmm. You're going to ask Domas to go out there and deal with that? No. I mean, Every, I mean, the numbers look great. Like I said, I don't, you know, Mason's a, is a solid NBA player. He's a good, he's a good ball player, a good role yeah. player. Like you get, you he, he, in theory, there's nothing wrong with wanting Mason Plumley. I, I don't think that's the problem. The problem oh. is making it as it's an end all be all. Like we have to get this guy, or we're, you know, doomed. Yeah, I mean, like I said, what are you giving up? I mean, the career, the, the rebounds are a career high this year. There's nothing to, I mean, just, I mean, all my jokes about him in Portland aside, <laughs> you know, you know, he's having a career year, mm-hmm. you know, but also you look at it as uh, Jerry Reynolds once told me, every bad team has a leading scorer and a leading rebounder. Mm. He's doing that on a, what has, has been a very bad Charlotte team this year. Mm-hmm. And that's not a knock on him. He's doing what he's supposed to do. But we're not going to act like he's putting up a bunch of numbers on, you know, on the Denver Nuggets right now. Right. And yeah. so, you know, they're 13 and 36. Jeez. Yeah. It's not a you good know, And you can even ask yourself, too, if uh, Bridges wasn't an idiot, how much, you know, and do what he did. I don't think Mason Plumlee's playing minutes like this. No. So, I mean... Yeah, I, I yeah, I'm always fascinated by the player fans just have to have sometimes, right. or or members of the media just have to have. I'm always fascinated. I'm like, why him? All right. And, and well, and then here's the other side of this, right? Mason Plumley has been brought up. Like I said, James Ham brings him up. Uh, other people have brought him up, and I understand why. Once again, I want to reiterate: when James says it, when somebody in the chatty house says it, or anything, I get it. Like he's a good ball player. He would be a good uh, addition to the team. They're not wrong in that respect. But number one, you just laid out like, what do you have to give up to get him? How much is he going to be playing? And, and that's the, it just really doesn't, it's not a necessity to me with this particular roster. But then you talk about, okay, they need a backup big that can rim protect and all this other stuff. Those guys just aren't out there like that. Like, if it is, it's like a super flyer, like Mo Bamba. That's another guy they always bring up. Like, that's a super Mo Bamba can't play right now on a team that doesn't care about winning. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he, they, he can't play. He hasn't played for like two or three years consistently. Yeah. Like, take a chance on him, sure. But I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I see these, these situations after games like tonight. And I'm like, I look at this particular team and, and I'm like, this year, I don't know how many moves there are to make with this particular roster at the deadline. Like I said, unless you're going to completely, you know, change the entire dynamic of 
what this roster is, which I don't think you should do. But unless you're doing that, there aren't a lot of moves to be made, I don't think. No, and I think if – I mean, honestly, I know it's going to sound crazy to people, maybe to some people. If you just want to bring in a big, I'd sign DeMarcus Cousins to a 10-day. Mm. I'd bring – I mean, if you just want to – you know, I think he fits your system. If, you, you know, he – you know – he showed last year he could play in, you know, accept a limited role, which mm-hmm. we, you know, and to me, as long as Sabonis is healthy, I don't see the panic to go out and get another big, right? You know, yeah. a, a big who's going to need minutes. I mean, so I'd, I, I think I'd rather see the Kings look at the ten day market, the buyout market, unless it's a mm-hmm. no brainer deal, you know, where it's like you're going to get a contributor. For like you said, a guy at the end of the bench, like an Alex Lynn or a guy who's not playing much at all. And those deals, like I said, are hard to come by unless you do like the Lakers and say, you know what? We'll give you three second round picks. <laughs> you know, I know the Kings have draft cap, but, you know, but, you know, and again, what is that doing? Is that really moving the needle for you? Right. Are you going to make are you going to give up a, a bunch of stuff to be like, you know what? Now. We're either instead of being three or four, we're three or, you know, I don't know. Because I don't I, I just don't see the, the rationale of you got to go get this guy. I'm like, and what is that guy going to do? All right. You know, it's not like I said, it's not, you know, it's not, you know, a guy putting up big numbers on a bad team. just doesn't get me going. Wow. You got to get that guy in the worst way, especially about bringing him in as a backup. Right. Which is what he would be. I I look I'm looking at this list right now of of this is centers right here. Um you got guys like I know people don't really want to hear this, but Willie Colley Stein's out there, the Marcus Cousins, Ed Davis, Gordy Zhang, Derek Favors, um Greg Monroe or Tristan Thompson, Noah Vonley. I mean, I'd rather especially before the, the trade deadline. I'd rather give one of those guys a 10-day first and see if I can find somebody without giving up something. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I try that first before I just say, hey, I need to go trade for somebody. Once again, I don't think you necessarily need to go trade for somebody, but try the 10-day market first. Especially when you're looking what you're looking for. You're looking for a you're not looking for a guy to be in your top eight. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're not looking for a you know high, high minute guy. Yeah, you know, I, I'll. There's no need to give up assets to get your tenth man. I agree. I you, agree. you can go sign your tenth man to a ten day. And I if agree. You don't like it, sign somebody else. And 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 I want to be perfectly clear. People are listening to this. There's no issue with James Ham. I talked to Jill Adge about this. Jill's my girl. James is my guy. Like this is not shots. I just and I don't even think they're saying like people like that. You know, who know they're not saying, oh, you have to do this. They bring it up. And I'm like, no, nah, there's I'm not really that pressed to do something like that. There are people out there, though, who were like, you have to make a deal. Like, no, you don't have to make a deal. Like newsflash, so, unless they make a deal for a star, it's not a championship team. So what are you doing? Oh, uh, I mean, even then, like I, I'm going to start off with what I said earlier about um, Mason Plumley. The, that's not the difference between you staying in the in the top six and falling to ten. Like that's it's not the, the team that you have is going to be what makes or break you. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, you're not going to sit back and you know in May and say you know what this season took a turn for the worse and they didn't go out and get Mason Plumlee. 
Like that was the decision that sent this season down the fucking toilet. <laughs> like what 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 ruined the season? You didn't go get take Monty's contract back, damn it. <laughs> like, well, well, you know, there should be a clause in his deal. If you know, this deal is vo- voided if you do not go get Mason Plumley. <laughs> this deal is voided if you don't make a trade at the deadline. You don't make a trade, damn it, this contract don't matter. It's now voided. Right. You know, you, you can go be a free agent in the summer. We don't need you because now you're you're a waste of our time. Right. I'm definitely leaning way more towards Stan Pat than make than you got to make a move at the deadline. Yeah, I don't see the urgency for them to make a move. I I, I don't see where, you know, to make like I said, like we've said repeatedly, the type of moves they could make aren't the difference between them like making and missing the playoffs. Mm. You know, and if you want to make a move that's going to quote solidify you and make you say in, in the top three, you have to give up something to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Remember, you got Sabonis because you gave up Tyrese and Buddy. Mm-hmm. No, you didn't get Sabonis because you sent them Tristan Thompson, two second mm-hmm. round picks, and a pick swap. Yeah. No, you have to to get the to get the type of player that would catapult you more. You got to give up something, you know. And people don't want to hear it, but that means giving up Keegan Murray. Mm-hmm. If you want a difference maker, you know, that means, I, I don't know, just name a random player who you hypothetically think could help them on it. You know, I don't know. Not that I'm this my, before I say this, this is not me saying this is out there. I'm not saying this is going to happen. Not, don't, don't overact. Say you want Pascal Siakam. Mm-hmm. You're not getting him unless you give up Keegan. The conversation starts at Keegan. Yeah, Keegan. I, I I need Keegan. I need Davey. I need two first round picks. It's the start, right. and I need a contract. And then I need filler to make the numbers add up. Right. You know, so you're gonna have to give up. You know, probably Harrison too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you got to think about all these things. And like I said, the the type of move you would make that would like you that say you want to trade a guy. You know, you know, like a you know a KZ or an Alex Lynn or someone like that. What do you think you're getting in return? Not much. You, you know, if I'm, you know, you know, if I'm Charlotte, why why do I want to do that? All right. When I could probably resign, you know, I don't I don't know if Mason's a free agent in the offseason, but yeah, you I know, think he's a free agent in the offseason. That's a that's a whole other thing. You you're doing that for a rental. Yeah, I'm like, why, you know, and I always ask tell people, if you're gonna pose these deals, explain to me why the other team would do it. What is the benefit to a Charlotte to make a deal? I mean, if he's coming off their books, what's the benefit? Like, you know, unless you attach something to it, right? You know, unless you say, okay, here's a player you like, and in terms of young players, you're not going to get, you're not going to give up Keegan, or you know, you're not going to give up a guy like that. So, what are you going to have to offer? Yeah, no, outside outside of draft capital. So, yeah, I get that. I get it. You know, it's been so long since this time of the year meant improved to make a push. It usually was like, okay, maybe we can make a deal and then get into the top 10. <laughs> or, or last year, we suck. We're making a deal that's going to pay off next season. I think everyone realized the bonus deal was going to pay off. Wasn't going to pay off last season. This is a different – you got to change the mindset, you know. You know, if you're going to make a deal now, you swing for the fences. Yeah. Unless, unless you're going to find someone like in Atlanta who, for whatever reason, says, you know what? 
Here's a starter level player for the hell of it. And, and yeah, and if you ain't swinging for the fences, just take your walk. <laughs> take your yeah. walk. Take your bases on balls. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Get on first base and see what happens. And I think right now they're on pace to be on first. Yeah, simple. There's, as that. There, there's no need to do something crazy to say you made a deal. Nick, I agree, hundred uh, percent. Let's take one more break. When we come back, Kings are going on a seven game road trip, man. We'll preview mm-hmm. that just a little bit and uh, get you guys ready for that, man. It's Jason Jones, Kenny Caraway, J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back here on J Street Vibes, Kenny Caraway, ESPN 1320, Jason Jones of The Athletic, the Kings 27 and 20, seven games over 500, uh, had a game tonight. It's Toronto Raptors, 113-95 victory for the Raptors. And now they embark on a seven-game road trip that, you know, it's a it's a road trip. You're on the road, so things happen on the road. But I don't know how to put this. I don't know how I want to say this. This is a, I don't know, potentially friendly road trip. I mean, there's there's some tough games that you got to look out for, but there are also some games that, you know, you, you're not playing the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's just say that. I'm not trying to disrespect nobody. I'm just saying you're not playing the Bucks. All right, so you should you got an opportunity to go in there and handle business. That's all I'm saying. So seven games. It starts on Saturday with a. It's not a back to back, but you know they they play two games in a row uh, in Minnesota. Then they go to San Antonio. Then they go to Indiana. Then they go to New Orleans, um, and then they finish it off with a back to back. Not like back to back dates, but back to back games um, in Houston. So. I don't know. This is a this is a digestible seven game road trip, wouldn't you say, Jason? Yeah, I mean, I can see a lot that could go right. I mean, but you know, devil's advocate, you, you go to Minnesota, you know, does Anthony Edwards cook you the same way Tyrese mm. Maxey did? Mm. I mean, that's just a weird team to me, anyway. From mm. the moment they traded for Gobert, I was like, what the hell are y'all doing? Like abomination. I'm like, y'all gave up all that to add another center? Mm, mm, mm. I mean, you know, you know, it almost feels like that team has to trade Carl Anthony Towns at some point. Yeah, that's their that well, D'Angelo D'Angelo Russell's their really only move. They just signed Cat. I don't think Cat can be traded. Well, you said at some point. I know you're not saying right yeah. now. Yeah, not saying like, you know, he can't even be traded this year if they even decided. Yeah, and poor D'Angelo's like, what the hell did I do so wrong? <laughs> you guys gave up all that stuff and all those lottery picks to get me. It's just a weird team, but it's also the type of team that's weird enough to beat the Kings twice. Mm. Because remember, you, you know, D'Angelo's one of those guys who sees Sacramento and be like, they forget no, that I go left. Don't want to see him in the fourth quarter. I'll tell you that. Oh, well, I, I don't think that they'll run into a situation like they did a couple of years ago where they had Jared Dudley set like <laughs> 15 screens in a like, They kept running the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, I sat in the press row and go, 
Jared Dudley setting a screen. D'Angelo's <laughs> going left. He's left-handed. And the Kings were like, what's going to happen next? Yeah, I think the guy to be scared of in that one is Ant. Oh, yeah, Ant-Man. Ant-Man for sure. That man's yeah. a monster. But like you said, Minnesota's just – they're just weird. It's a weird, yeah. it's a weird squad. Yeah, they're a 25 and 25, which basically they can they can beat anybody or lose anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, they, I'm sure they're looking at it, you know, the um Target Street vibes. I don't know what street Target Center's on, but you know, they're probably on their podcast talking about, hey, this is an opportunity. You got the Kings, a team that's ahead of you, and you they probably feel like, you know, you can get with them. This is an opportunity to win two in a row against the Kings and, you know, kind of move up in the standings. So I'm sure that's how uh, the people covering the team look at it. I'm sure how the people in the locker room are looking at it is the same way. So Minnesota's going to be ready to go on Saturday and Monday. Yeah, because I think as well as the Kings have played most of the year, I still don't get the sense that people are afraid of them. Like, oh, the Kings are coming to town. Oh, no. This ain't like back in the day when, like, oh, we got Webb and those guys. It's like, okay, the Kings are coming to town. They have a, they're having a good season. So mm-hmm. I, don't think, I don't think they strike fear like that yet. No, no. Then you got going to San Antonio again. That's the second time in about eh, about two weeks or so that they go back to San Antonio. Um, then you've got the Domas revenge game, going home game, Tyrese revenge game. I don't know how you want to classify it, but uh, you go to Indiana. Uh, I don't know if Tyrese is going to play. You know, he had that nasty fall. He had another fall tonight? No, oh, he was back already? I thought he's been back for a couple of games. I could be wrong. I thought he was. I thought he was going to be out for a minute because it, it was that Knicks game where he went down, and I thought maybe he just showed up to the arena just in general. Yeah, I, like I said, I could, I could, I could honestly be wrong. I mean, I've I've been wrong before. No, he's still out. You're right. He's, he's still out. He showed. Well, I thought he was back because they showed him walking into the arena the other day in a Brock Purdy jersey. Shout out to Tyrese. Yeah, and a couple of days ago, he did non-contact stuff. Okay, so, you know, he's back. Yeah, okay, he's not. He's not back in game action yet. So yeah, yeah, he, 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 hasn't, he hasn't played since that Nick game. Yeah. So, but I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, that would be a Tyrese. You know, that could be a Buddy Hill revenge game. Hmm. Buddy going, Buddy in that game, he's gonna break the uh, record for quickest three pointer. His own Man, record. Put, I mean, I need Buddy. Buddy gonna try to put up about forty-five threes that game. Buddy is going to try to, you know, <laughs> after his unfortunate or depending on how you look at it, fortunate, you know, caught on on camera during shoot around. What he said about I, I chuckled and that was completely uncalled for. <laughs> it was like, but it was so Buddy. Like if you've been around Buddy, and I'm like that was so Buddy. And then Buddy be like, ha ha, I just joking, bro. I just joking. <laughs> you know, but so, I, it's probably so, better for his ears at the games in Indiana. Yeah, so you got that one. You go to New Orleans after that. I'm um, looking on the schedule. No back-to-backs here. You got, but it's every other day um, on this entire road trip. It's every other day. Oh, oh, no, back. You do have a back-to-back. You go to New Orleans on Sunday, the 5th, and then on Monday, the 6th, you play Houston. So there is one back-to-back in there. That's so, a quick flight. They'd be all right. Yeah. yeah as, long so, as, they don't, as long as they don't go to New Orleans and get sick like they did a few years. I'm going to say this. I'm going to just, you know, I know people don't like to do this. My partner, Damian Barley, he don't like when we do this, but I just need them to get through that over 500. I'm not going to put an exact number on it. I guess it's four or more. <laughs> I guess I did put an exact number on it. But 
Yeah, I, I need I I need them to come out of that seven game road trip uh, at least over five hundred. Yeah, and I'm like, this is a good. I mean, this I, this is a good food trip. Yeah, I mean, yeah it is. I mean, yeah, Indiana. I don't know what Indianapolis has outside. Indianapolis of- has a couple of places out. Like they got this pizza spot right near the arena that mm-hmm. does all these custom pizzas. It's also near a gentleman's establishment. Now, don't ask me how I know. I, I mean, I've heard. I mean, I would never actually go into the gentleman. I mean, what would I do in there? I mean, but <laughs> I've heard. I mean, rumor has it that there's like a gentleman's establishment right by this pizza place <laughs> that you have to walk by to get to the pizza, and they try to entice you with flyers and whatnot. <laughs> hey, when I, I leave me alone. I'm here for pizza and going back to the Marriott. <laughs> no, and, Santa, Minnesota is that a good food spot? I wouldn't say Minnesota's known for their cuisine, but then you got you got New Orleans. Duh, come on now, New Orleans is New Orleans is day one. I don't think it. I really this is just for my money. I don't think it gets better than New Orleans. Not to me, no. I mean, unless you're a barbecue guy, Memphis is cool. But yeah. New Orleans is my in terms of road food, probably is my favorite city. Yeah. Yeah. You know, then you got San Antonio's got, you know, if you're into that Tex Mex thing, they've got a spot out there where I get these uh barbecue uh these barbecue enchiladas, barbecue sauce instead of instead of the red sauce, they're pretty mm-hmm. tasty. Get you a good margarita out there. Yeah. And then you can't sneeze on Houston. Houston does they do oh. nothing. Indiana do is a for food That's for me. Wait a minute! I thought Indiana was the place with the pizza next to the. Uh... No, that's Minneapolis. Oh, okay. Indiana might Indiana might be one of the one cities on the road where I've never really had a night out. Well, I did during the NFL Combine, but that's because they just have steakhouses there. Is that what people always talk about? Like, oh, yeah. Well, if you go there for the NFL Combine, everyone's at Steak and Shake, or yeah, oh, okay. like every coach. I was like, as much money as you guys make, you all eat here. I, I don't mean any disrespect because I am from Sacramento, California, and I know how people talk about Sacramento. So I'm sensitive to talking the other cities a certain way because I understand how it is. <laughs> I have no desire to go to Indianapolis, and I don't know why Indianapolis continues to get things like the Big Ten Championship, the NFL Combine, Final Fours, All-Star Game. Like, why do we have to keep going to Indianapolis? That, I mean, if Except I had to in the winter. If I had to pick three or four cities that, if you're on the road, you wish you could skip, I mean, yeah, that would be one of them. That's one city ride I've never said, damn, I wish I could go back to Indiana right now, even though one of my funnier road stories happened in Indiana. And look, and if you're, if you're, if you're uh, going there like in April, you know, sure, it probably could be cool, but I mean, they, they, they be talking about All Star Weekend there. It's going to be February in Indianapolis. Like, who, who wants to be there? I've been there that time of year. It's not fun. No. They got a cool cigar spot, though. That's where cigar, I ran in the lane. Cigars and steakhouses. That's, that's, that's what where I mean. ran in the lane Kiffin once. And one time, I you can ask Bobby Jackson, but the time I had some wings courtside <laughs> on press row. <laughs> yeah. We got to get Bobby to talk about that story in Indiana. No, we we, we got to get Bobby on here, man. We got to talk to Bobby, man. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Got Indiana. You know, New Orleans, Houston. You know, breakfast got some good spots, and you know, Houston got some food. Mm-hmm. Generally, mm-hmm. the Texas region has pretty good food. Yeah, so that's the seven game uh, trip for the Kings. I, I need to give everyone a food breakdown instead of a game breakdown. Uh, but, hey. we'll, we'll get there. We, so, 
they'll, they'll be gone for forever. It seems like so. Yeah, well, I, I need to get to, I need to get to the Breakfast Club, or I need to get them to send me some more of that season. And they got out there. That stuff that stuff hits on the eggs. I'm I shake a little bit fell on the eggs. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna keep my eyes posted on that one for sure. Yeah, even though the eggs now cost like you know, eggs is like a brick now. Yeah, like, you got to have eggs. A twenty sack, uh, you can get you get a dub sack of eggs, but it's really like four eggs. You got to be rich to have eggs, man. So yeah, like I said, they say for Easter, my kids ain't getting no Easter egg hunt. We're gonna have to, you know, plastic. use our use our imaginations. Yeah, pla- I, I wish you would take a damn egg and boil it and color it. <laughs> that ain't happening. Not 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 these times. I'm like, no, nah, not in 2023. Yes, sir. I will draw you some eggs. <laughs> so Jay. Once again, Kings lose 113.95. They play on Saturday in Minnesota. They play on Monday in Minnesota. We'll be back on Monday um, mm-hmm. to break down pretty much those two games and uh, everything else going on in Kingsland, man. So, uh, Jay, we'll, we'll, we'll see everybody next week. Jason Jones of The Athletic, Kenny Carraway, ESPN 1320, D-Lo and KC. Y'all be good. We about here. Peace.